Prowler Resents, ProwlerResents.com. Today we're interviewing Andrew Smith. He's a screenwriter. He wrote for Bob Newhart Show, Saturday Night Live, Merv Griffin, and The View is where I met him. But he also wrote the Barbara Streisand film, The Main Event, and the Madonna movie, Who's That Girl? And we have two interviews with him. One is mainly about the main event, and this other one is girly about Who's That Girl? And Who's That Girl is a movie, he says the spec script was... He, he was proud of like the best thing he's ever written and then they cast Madonna on it and then they fire him and then they change the movie all around and it's kind of like a crazy Hollywood story on how that movie happened. And then we talk about The View. We both were there the first year. Years ago when I met him, I remember showing him some jokes I wrote and he was like, that's not a joke. This is how you write a joke. And I just remember him teaching me how to structure a joke. So I try to get him to try to just give us the whole scoop on that. And then in another episode, we're going to talk to him about the main event and working on Saturday Night Live during the uh, Eddie Murphy years. All right, so check us out on ProudlyResents.com slash main event, one word to learn about main event. And uh, if you like this episode or the other one, tweet it out, put it on Facebook, let people know. Talk to you later. Get a good But uh, for who's that girl? Like, where did that come from? That came from, I, I wrote a spec script. I couldn't get anything sold out in Hollywood and one thing. And I wrote a spec script called Slammer. It was much different than the film that went, went on, that got on. And it was, uh, it, I, I would venture it's the best thing I ever wrote. So it really broke, it broke my heart when I, when I got fired off of it you know, again. So I had this script called Slammer, and it somehow ended up at Warner Brothers or my agent sent around or something. And Madonna, who wanted to make a movie then, decided that she would do it. They they changed the name of it because Sean Penn was uh, in the Slammer, as I as I think. So they didn't want to call it Slammer because they thought it was too, it was too it was disrespectful to Sean Penn. Is that true? And uh, I really think, yeah, they, that, that's what I heard, that, that they thought it was too much because they, she was married to Sean then, wasn't he? And wasn't he always punching people out or something and getting it? And he, he, he happened to go to jail a couple of times, I think. So they said, well, we can't call it sl- Slammer. And then she wrote a song called Who, Who's That Girl? And she said, well, how about calling it Who, Who's That Girl? Of course, that, that means she's in. She, she's playing the title role, which in if the things called slammer, she isn't. You know, um, but um, so it, this spec script, which I I, I I sold, and I remember Jim Sig, Signorelli from uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, I saw him the, the day that I sold the film, and I was, you know, I, I thought I was Mr. Hollywood, and he says, "Now, here's your job." And when I had a drink with him, and he said. Here's your here's your job is to is to stay on this picture, and I said, oh no, man. I mean, I'm I'm it's an original script. I wrote the story. I'm the guy. I was I I, I invented this. This is you know it's an original script that I started from nothing. I mean, this is I, the next day I was fired. <laughs> I mean, it was and I and um, and they put on the director. Um, who had never directed a comedy. I remember they they took me to a movie that, um, what the hell is his name? 
an Irish guy named, um, and he, and he, he had directed all of her uh, videos, you know, mom, uh, Papa don't preach and all that. He, so, he directed, so he was, who? James Foley. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly who it was. Jamie Foley. Jamie. He did Glengarry Glen Ross and fear. Right. And he, 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 he did movie. a, he did a great job on, on Glen, Glengarry Glen Ross. But when they, they took me, to a movie, he'd done a movie about where people are shooting each other. I At mean, really, range. in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and they said, this is the guy who's going to do your your your, your <laughs> film. I went, what the fuck? Are you crazy? I said, Jesus, it's a comedy. It's like a romantic comedy. It's like funny. Said, what is it? What are you, nuts? And they said, oh, no, no. He's, he, he's, he's wonderful. You know? and, and, you know, and then very shortly thereafter, they, they decided I was uh, written written out and... Um, that uh, they, so they they fired me and they hired uh, I think they hired Andy Andy Breckman at one point and then they hired Ken Finkelman so um, so I I mean I guess I have co-story no I think you're the writer no no I, I share co-story and co-screenplay I think or something like that oh yeah Andrew Smith and then they and then the other problem with with the film was so now they they get they have this uh, script. Which works beautifully. It's, as they say, I think it's the best thing I ever wrote. And they say, you know what we want to do here? Or somebody came up with the idea, and I, I was off the picture now, that they wanted to do bringing up, bringing up baby. They wanted to do what they wanted her to play the uh, Catherine Hepburn part or something, and and that she, she wanted to, they wanted to do bringing up a baby because they decided it was a romantic comedy, and the best romantic comedy is bringing up baby and. Bringing a baby has a, a leopard in it, or some, some something. So they rewrote this whole thing about uh, she and she's got a lion or tiger or something that she's walking around with, and, and they they got so screwed screwed up, um, and they really uh, ruined a very nice script. I mean, so much so that I almost sold the script again um, afterwards because because the film was so unlike. Well, it was totally unlike what what I what I had written. But they were so obsessed with um, doing bringing up a baby that they they it became this sort of bad you know you know hybrid film. And then then of course Jamie Foley that doesn't know how to direct uh, comedy. I don't think. I mean you know Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is is an incredible film, but I don't think he's a comedic director. So he he was no help. And. Um, and and the thing was a disaster, which again ruined my my career. Your name was on it, but it wasn't your script. What was the original script about? What was Slammer about? Slammer was um, a, about this. Um, a girl is about to be par- paroled, and this um, this guy who had done a pro pro bono um, uh, legal work for her uh, sends his his about to be son in law, who's also a lawyer. To go pick her up and take her to the bus station, but what all he all, the, the assignment was, son, go and pick up this this woman who's coming out of out of prison and make sure she gets on on a bus because she's going to Toledo and then she'll be out of our our hair she be out of everybody's hair and there'd be no no problem. And and basically the film was supposed to be a, a, a series of of mis mishaps and comedy you know turns about going from the prison to the bus, the bus station and, and, um, in which, you know, and everything happens, but it turned into to something, something else. I, I, I can't even remember exactly what it became, but it, but it, it, it wasn't as simple as that. That's Did you ever see sure. it? 
Who's that girl? Yeah, I saw it. I mean, they they, they had debutantes uh, corralling debutantes in it, and and they had, you know, they had they had this animal, and they had cars going out the window, and they had, I mean, they had a lot of, I, I yeah, it it, it was a a, a a tremendous, you know, uh, um, mis mis mishmash of 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 two or three scripts, you know, and um, um, and it was I I thought it was a disaster yeah. yeah what happens after a movie that comes out you can't you know people well, you can't you, you have to decide if you're going to take take your your name off of it um you have to decide uh, there's a point at which you have to decide you can't wait until the film comes out you have to decide <clears throat> fairly early in the production i guess before they 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 uh, do credits that you're going to change your name and i i uh, that's that's when I, I, I mean, I have to this this day one of my official pseudonyms registered with the WGA is uh, Warner Dreck, um, which uh, I, I did specifically for for this film, and but it was too too late to put it on. Has Warner or, Dreck or, written other or, films? Or maybe I, may, or maybe I, I figured having a having a credit is is better than not having a credit. But I'm at one point I was going to change my name to uh, Warner Dreck. Was it your ego that got there before uh, anything else? I mean, that's what mine. Yeah, I mean that's where I would come from. Well, yeah, as I said, I I, I don't think I was. I I, I may have been late, uh, uh, you know, coming up to that notion, but I think I never got that close to to taking my name off it because, you know, it was a, you know, it was a big film. And and like I said, if if the film had been a hit, even though it had it didn't have a word in it that I that I wrote, if the film had been a huge hit, I would have been the toast of the town. I, right. I would have been a writer. I could get meetings. Boom, boom, boom. You know. So there's a there's an upside to it because you, you think, well, you know, yeah, it, you know, maybe it'll be a huge <laughs> for some <laughs> god awful reason. But so you keep your name on it, you know. This is Jimmy Dore. Hey, what's up? This is Bill Burr. Hi, I'm Andy Kimmer. This is the biggest name in comedy, Kostaki Economopoulos. Hi, this is Kevin Smith. Hi, this is Rob Delaney. Hey, this is Mark Marin. This is Jimmy Pardo. Those are just some of the folks that have been on PS Tape Recorder. You can usually count on a dumb bit as well, along with some fake news and a tune by an unsigned and or breaking new artist. That's all on PS Tape Recorder, pfradio.podbean.com, or in iTunes, search PS Tape Recorder. Everybody's tweeting, faving and deleting. Follow Friday, some of you know. And play Dream Tweet, the game show to go. Ah, it's the game show to go. Dream Tweet, everybody. It's the celebrity based Twitter themed game show that's coming your way where two Twitter titans go head to head in a battle of wits and wisdom. Tune in, subscribe on iTunes, and there'll be a new game every single week. And remember, if things get a little bit sassy, just try and keep in mind that I'm just being a bitch. That's my catchphrase, and I'll be using it, and we'll be having laughs, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Dream Tweet, the game show to go, and it's coming soon. Dream Tweet.
It was the opposite of now. Now you say like people don't give a shit and they kind of walk in and do the show like they say uh, yeah. live with Kelly and Michaelis. But then it was like, what is a madhouse? I don't know how much you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess. I mean, I, I um, they were, you know, everybody, everybody's trying to find the, the voice of the of the show is basically what was was happening. So they were they didn't know. You know, I guess every show went through it, but for some reason they they got very lucky with the casting, and the casting worked. Where most of those shows, the casting doesn't work, and they and they fail. But here, the casting worked, and um, it it. Um, but and the beginning was. Uh, I mean, I, I you know it, I didn't I don't think anybody thought the thing would would last. It was like oh okay yeah well, whatever, and I think it was really Barbara Walters you know, um, push that really made it happen. I mean, I mean, that she, you know, was like a, a dog with a bone. I mean, he, it, I guess in retrospect, it, it, it really because of, of, of her not wanting to fail or wanting this to work or whatever. But I think she's the one that sort of pushed it and pushed it over the top. I mean, made it, made it, made it acceptable. Uh, th- th- that and it was supposed to be very cheap, you know, it was supposed to be very cheap to uh, produce and compared to a soap, it was, you know, like a glass of water. But, um, um, it was the beginning of the end. She said in, in a, I guess it was like a, I don't know if it was a press conference or a release party, but Barbara Walters said, if this show works, there's going to be shows with four people all the time, four dogs, four cats, four fish. She's yeah. like, everyone's going to copy this format if this works. And like, it, well, we worked on right. the view together back in the right. The show didn't work at first. It's just like oh, yeah. she was so big at ABC, they couldn't just was... cancel it, and they couldn't yeah. afford to lose the money on it. And what else did they? have? Oh, you know what they did have um, as a backup. I don't know if you know this, but Nancy Glass, who now owns a production oh. company, but she was a big newswoman at the time. Do you remember? Yeah. Her? She had a show that they did a pilot for, just in case the View bombed. Well, we I even sold the show or developed a show there, um, sort of a hybrid soap and talk show that they, they spent a lot of money on developing a script and then they, they developed it into a point where it was it sort of fell apart, but, um, it wasn't my show. Uh, yeah, well, it was my show, but it was Nancy Stern was the, uh, what, what was the producer on it. And, um, but because, because they, because they loved her very much and, and they, and they said there's this slot opening up because, um, good day or whatever it was called or there's some show with two pe- two people was going down and they uh-huh. and they needed another sh- another show so they they put the the word out and they, and they spent a lot of money developing various scripts i mean uh holly jacobs and all that oh, right people who, but they didn't but i mean you know but, but obviously our thing what they say they 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 developed it right out of again like the movies they if you stay in development for too long or if too many people screw around with it it becomes something else and and then it's not what what they what they even bought you know i found that 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 producers or not or networks or studios they they they'll see a script or a project and they'll say I love I uh, you know I love this and then they fire everybody and they hire new new people now we'll get some really good people here to to fix this and make it good and it it gets 
it, it evolves in, into an entirely different project than the thing they fell in love with. And then they, they keep trying to get back to the, the project that they fell in love with. I mean, that, that happened on the, who was that girl? I, I heard from some people that they used to have my script around when they were try, trying to make their scripts working, work, uh, and, you know, like and the, my script was like the Bible, you know, he said, we got to get back to this. So it, it's just strange, uh, the, 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 the process, but anyhow, that, that was an open assignment, um, for that show and of course Barbara got the muscle and 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 and, and it was a good, it was a good idea good idea not, not bad but but like i say the most of those shows the, the the casting fails and then people don't like the people but for some reason the casting that they they did worked and and that's what really clicked um unlike most other shows that um don't don't make it yeah, I mean, Star Jones and Debbie Metnopoulos, and I guess Joy's the only one who's yeah. still there, Meredith Vieira. And uh, were you there from the beginning, from the casting? Yeah, yeah, I was there. I mean, we were working on the show from June, and then it finally started going on the air around in, in, in August, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was there. I was, yeah, I was, you know, hired, hired right at the beginning because um, I'd done some other work uh, for, I think, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, again, it was a, a, um, a mixture of uh, fortunate circumstances, you know, like everything else. And that's, I mean, I wish, I, I wish I could could report that I that I've ever that I've written something that is just so com, so compelling that they, that they that whoever reads it must must hire me, you know, but that's usually not, not the case. What happened with Slammer, and I think, like, main event has become this cult hit, you know, after the fact, that, like, I loved the film after it came out in the past years, since its debut. I mean, have you heard from people who have seen it recently? Like, I was so impressed that I'd seen it when I met you, and you immediately said, hi, I'm Andrew, I wrote the main event. I didn't say That was I how you introduced it. yourself. You're full of shit. I did not. You said uh, I. I told Joe. I introduced Eddie Murphy to Joe Piscopo, and this is before you even got to your last name. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, I mean, is this almost over? We're done. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Um. Is there any way people to reach you? Anything to promote? You want to hear from anybody? Are you? Uh... Get yeah. Get me a job. I can. I, I can still write jokes. Yeah, you wrote some great. Can I, I don't know if I give you a second to think of some jokes that you liked that you wrote, but you wrote this Christmas thing. There's a plane going over right when I'm talking, but you wrote this really funny thing at Christmas. You did a poem, but you said about Rosemary Clooney, who of course passed on, but she was a guest on the show, and you said when she sat on the couch, she looked like the entrance to the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, very high, high, high tone. That's a, that's wit. That's wit. Oh, I still remember that. It was really funny. Well, if anyone wants to buy Slammer, you can contact uh, Andy. Yeah, you want it's to buy available. Slammer, or, or or they need a, 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 a they, they need monologue. That's that's sort of my my trade is really writing monologue and and. Um, yeah, you taught me how to write jokes. Boy, I'll tell you, you it's 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 hard to get a job. I mean, um, uh, that's why the, the getting fired from the View is, is hurts because it's it's hard to to, to get that gig again. You know. Why, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just not out there? I mean, it doesn't exist. No, no. I think it's. I think it's ageism, to say uh -huh. the truth. I mean, they, and and I and I understand it to a certain point, 
that they don't, you know, they say, uh, there's a, you know, some year old guy on the phone, he wants a job. And they go, wait a second, my, my, my father's, you know, 60. <laughs> what, 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 you know, what the fuck? I mean, we, we can't have that guy around here. He'll, he'll fall down or something. I mean, you know, I can understand that why they don't want, but on the other hand, there's, there's a great uh, loss or, or waste of uh, t- t- talent on people writers especially because they're still sharp between 50 and and 70 say or something like that i mean there's this this age group that can't get hired but they're but they're good that they're they're not they're, they're not on walkers i mean they're they're sharp and they're, they're and they and they can do it you know right but but nobody but nobody can get hired i mean i always thought that you know the some enlightened uh, pr- pr- producer or head head writer would say, you know, we we got this guy who just got out of college and the, the lampoon or whatever, and what, why don't we get the uh, like an old guy, an old veteran in here and and have and have him because it'll be a nice mix and you know it'll be interesting, you know, it's like it's like ethnic uh, uh, diversity. They ought to have age diversity. That's all, but right. the, but there isn't anything like like that. They don't, uh, you know. So I'm, I, I mean, I'm unemployable as far as I can see, except, except, which is a shame because my material is, is all right. I mean, I, I haven't, I think I'm, I'm writing, you know, the, the same as I, I always did. But and that's, that's my, my opinion, but I, I, I can't get a gig. Well, the Rosemary Clooney joke is any test, uh, maybe it's better. Yeah, well, there you go. Just, <laughs> Sorry just for the on one example. Alone. I know, that won't get you hired. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, but you're right, there should be but, a mix. I worked on a, a show was for YouTube, and everyone there was like 20, and it was myself and another, we were the EP, so we were the, the two oldest guys. We were in our 40s. Yeah. And at one point, the writer said, hey, you old guys, get out of here. <laughs> we're going to talk about Pokemon, and you know nothing about it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> see it see it points you know done it i i thought i thought kimmel uh was was good at it was you know was fairly smart about that i i mean i i had that feeling he was although i i, know, I obviously never worked for him but but you but you did yeah so you yeah i mean uh i mean you know when i watch a, a weekend update um the problem with that and, and, and Seth Meyers, the head writer and the, you know, and, and the jokes that there's, they're not heavy jokes. they really are not heavy. They're, they're like half jokes and premises. And, and it's as if nobody there knows how to write a, write a joke. And, and it, 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 but yet, yet they think it's, it's perfectly fine and hilarious, but it's, it, it, it really isn't. I mean, and, uh, and I, and, and and not because they're making Pokemon jokes, the the the, con, the construction of the humor is just is, is missing there. That's all. Yeah, can you explain that? You taught me that years ago. Can you explain what you mean by that? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, a, I mean, a a joke. You know, I mean, a, a line. I mean, um, the 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 best at it was uh, Herb Sargent, who who invented Weekend Update, and who I worked worked with. He he was still at. Uh, at SNL, but I mean, you, you, you know, and I would come in with a line or something and he would say that you, no, this isn't good enough. I mean, this isn't, you, you got to work harder on, on, on this, you know, whatever, but there's a, you know, there, there's a, there's a way to, to make a joke clever and, and interesting and make sense, you know, and, but I mean, the, the SNL people, 
just stop at the at the premise. They'll just make they'll say they'll state the situation and then make a face or some something or which isn't very clever. That's all, you know. Right. They, the... they, they, you know, or they, um, you know, I I I, I find it very un, un, unsatisfying. Uh, Letterman, on the other hand, does 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 pretty pretty good material. Uh, I think he's he's uh, he's pretty good. He's he's very uh, uh, quirky, but he but he the guys writing the monologue there, who are guys that I actually started with, um, Mulholland and Barry, or and um, and uh, what's his name, the other guy. Uh, but I mean, you know, they, they, they I mean they know how to how to write a joke, and and to and to me it shows, you know. What is it like? You had said to me, you looked at some jokes I wrote, and you, you like, I guess Herb Sargent before. You're like, this is not a joke. It's not. Stru- here's how it's yeah. structured, and you kept saying like the punchline at the end, which not a lot of people get. Like the joke part at the end, I don't think people. Whatever the the funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the the whole snapper, you know, is supposed to be at the end. That's that's where the laugh is. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a there's a there's sort of a knack to it. I mean, there's a but but it's. But there's a construction, you know, and there's a, um, or, or a logic. That's that, that's the word I'm, I'm looking for. Uh-huh. There, there's a logic to, 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 the, to writing a joke. I mean, to a, to a, to a good joke. And, um, and, but they, 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 they don't seem to care whether, and it's something, you know, I, I, I listened to, um, the weekend up, update and I say, didn't anybody realize that, that that this didn't work? And and they say we we, we got to put a better joke in there, or we got to we got to work harder on that. But it's like they it's like they just come up with a with a straight a straight line, and 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 that's all that, that's all they need, you know. What is the structure? Is the straight line followed by just the punchline, or is there something more to it? I, than I that? guess. I mean, there. You know, I don't know exactly what the structure is. It, it's it's like like you know catching a base baseball or something you know but you sort of uh, yeah there's a premise and then and then a of an interesting twist on the premise which pr- produces the punch punchline you know I mean, I, that's 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 tedious and stupid. I I don't know. I can't answer. <laughs> right, right, but he, like you said, it's like catching a baseball. You have to see it to know it, and you have to. do Yeah, it. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, there's nothing more boring than than comedians or comedy writers talking about comedy. I mean, that's like I'm trying to get a secret out for people. You know, make it worth listening to the show. I'm trying to get on. You know, oh, that I level. I'm trying to get a different um, category. Well, I mean, you, you know, the I'm trying to get you work as a coach. Come on. I would I would listen to you know you're talking about people who want to learn how to write a joke listen to listen to Letterman he he's he's doing the the best material you know at at the moment anyway I mean he's he's better than um, Leno used to be be good but then when he changed time slots and then changed back he he got very soft and sloppy and I don't think he's he's not as good anymore. But is the structure there for Leno? I feel like that always feels sounds like a joke, whether it's funny or not, or old or not. What? Uh, Leno, like it's always like. Well, uh, Leno, yeah, I mean, he he gets away. He's another one who who has gone sort of fallen back and and relies on sort of attitude, saying, "What's up with that?" You know, <laughs> I mean, that's the punch <laughs> the punchline. You know, 
what's the deal? You know, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, sure. And then they repeat the the, the, the straight line yeah. in, a, in a funny voice, and, and that's the joke, you know? Right. Uh, that's great. And then they repeat it in a funny voice. Am I right? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. What's the deal with that? Uh, thank you very much, Andy. Andrew yes, sir. Smith. Hey, uh, if you need anything, call me, please. All right. Can I give out your number on this? No. I'll give out your email. I did, Which number? Did this go out for all time? On, uh, uh, you're not going to edit this? No. Well, I'm going to edit a lot of it. It'll be about 10 minutes long. And in uh, any kind of way to an- reach Andy, go to proudlyresents.com slash Andrew Smith. And uh, what? I'm just talking to the audience. I'm not talking to you. Oh, okay. And uh, go back to, on the website, you can also find our mailing list. You can join that, find out about upcoming films, and listen to old shows. And if you like the show, tweet it out. Anything you want to say, Andy, Andrew, to the peoples? But but uh, thank you, and, and, and it, was, it was fun. And, uh, you know, call me with, if you need anything. Adam, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview. Andrew Smith. Hey, it's Adam. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Um, what, what's going on? Are you catching a bad time? Pardon? I catch you at a bad time. No, no, I just uh, I was taking a nap. But I'm, I'm... Oh, yeah. Well, then I call you. I'll call you back in a little bit. No, no, man. Um, um, um. What, what are you? Um, I, I say, say, so I've got Skype or anything. Else. Yeah. Um. Um. I mean, you don't want to interview me anyway. You can get other people to do like. Um, like Matt, like Matt Strauss. That's what you should be. <laughs> he would say, he told me to interview you. <laughs> no, but he's got a job, you know, and he's, he's on, he's producing the hottest show in, uh, into television. So. Oh, he's doing Steve Harvey. No, I want to talk about your movie and your career and you playing a Jew. Me playing a Jew, yeah, that's something else. I mean, the funniest was, I remember they, there was some discussion about that, and they finally went to Danny, Danny Melnick, and they said, and they got in, we were right there on the set, and the, the, the associate director was saying, Jesus Christ, this guy is a Jew, and he said, what's going on here? But they said, well, go ask Danny, he was producing it. So, so Melnick comes out, takes one, takes one look at me and says, that's a Jew. <laughs> oh man! Anyway, um, well, look. I mean, I, I don't know whether I can, can can help you or not. Well, we can record it on the phone. We can do it here. We do. You, are you near your landline? Yeah. So I'll call you on your landline, and we can do it on the phone. All right. All right. Whatever. All right. I'll call you in ten minutes. Okay. All right. Put some water in your face. <laughs>